Welcome to The 10 Frames, a podcast for emerging artists. Join your hosts, Kevin Kirkwood and Kelly Thompson, as they share conversations with artists, collectors, educators, and gallerists. Through these conversations, they explore the latest trends, techniques, and issues in the art world. To learn more about their individual work, please visit their Instagram profiles at Kevin Will Paint and at Kelly K. Thompson Art. Today we have the pleasure of speaking with Kate Frost-Wilson. Kate is a marketing professional and an art collector from Central Florida who is intimately involved in the local art community, a passionate patron of its artists, and a dedicated supporter of its institutions. Today we have Kate Frost-Wilson and um, thank you very much for spending some time with us today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, awesome. Um, So can you... Maybe it's just as an introduction, we typically ask the artists to um, promote where people can find them. Can you share a little bit of that? Sure. So I'm in, in central Florida and um, just outside of Orlando in a little pocket community called Winter Park. And I've been in central Florida for over 20 years. I went to school at uh, University of Central Florida and then remained here. And I lived in New Smyrna Beach for 14 or 15 years. Um, and then in the last five have moved over here. But I love I New Smyrna. Pardon me? I love New Smyrna Beach. There was, is there oh, still that you? fish camp? There sure is. And I just ate at it on uh, Thursday. <laughs> so, yep, JB's Fish JB's Camp. JB's Fish Camp, yeah. Institution. Yeah. yeah. I used to and, live in Orlando. So that's, we would zip over there okay. for a day trip or whatever and, have lunch, yeah. enjoy the beach. And, and New Smyrna is fantastic um, and, and really has such ties to the art community. Um, my ex-husband and uh, still good friend, Jim Frost, was the co-director of Atlantic Center for the Arts for 25 years. And so during that time, I got to meet a ton of fabulous artists, residents, and really be emerged in into that world. And I think it's through Jim that my my love of art grew and and it's certainly how I got interested in collecting. Are you familiar with Atlantic Center for the Art? No, that was gonna I was can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, so it's a artist in residency community and um, they have four different residencies a year and it's everything from music to dance to visual arts. Is that a new Smyrna? Is they invite Is that a new Smyrna? It is. Oh, okay. And you would have no idea. It's this beautiful campus, gorgeous buildings, and and the idea is really to invite these they call them master artists. So these accomplished artists and then they open it up to the public where you can you know, basically sign up to work with these artists for three weeks. And so what they would try to do is have, you know, maybe a musician and a dancer and a visual artist, and you all live on this same community. They have food there. So all your meals are shared together. And it's to encourage 
interaction and collaboration and and it's really fantastic so it's are you familiar with the artist will cotton no what yeah, describe so it he, so will cotton um is a gorgeous painter if you're familiar with i think it was one of the first katie perry albums where she's um nude and laying on what looks like pink clouds that's a, a will cotton and that's supposed to be cotton candy and so it's it's imaginative and and really beautiful i think his portrait of katy perry hangs in the national portrait gallery and and you should check him out on instagram at will cotton but it was it was through his work at aca that we got to know him and be friends with him and then through that i had the honor of going to his studio in tribeca and trying on his candy crowns and necklaces and then he he did my portrait which I'll, i'm happy to share with you awesome. after the fact it's pretty special sweet yeah i actually looked at atlantic center for the arts kind of got on my radar when i was perusing for residencies post scad huh? And um, it looks amazing. I mean, beautiful architecture. You can imagine yes. um, wor uh, a great workspace. Yes. The facilities look phenomenal. Um, and close to the beach, which I like too. So I think that's it's probably somewhere that I will be looking to, you know, continually just kind of keep up with and see who's, a, who's there. And even if nothing else, yeah. just to, to visit, to check out the local art community. Love to show it to you. It's, it's very special and it was always great because a lot of the artists would come from New York and you can imagine they're living in a very different, you know, urban jungle and then they come down and they're dropped in Florida where they're really in the woods and it brings out a whole different side. And so it was actually, Will Cotton was always painting nudes and then it was at ACA that he began to think about, well, what would if these women were wearing clothes, what would those clothes look like? And and so he began to create these outfits. And I think uh, Cynthia Rowley, the fashion designer, he ended up working with after the fact. And so it almost this very iconic dress, which looks like a cupcake, silver, you know, the, the wrapping around it um, was done through that. And I think he did some dresses made out of, you know, sugar packets and stuff too. So it's this incredible environment where you're able to really stretch and expand your body of work. The pool of applicants I'm sure is pretty broad, but you mentioned that it's mostly for established artists. Is that correct? So the three would be the, the master artists. So Will Cotton would fall under that. And then he would look through the applicants and select, I want to say it's, you know, 10 to 14 people that will then study and work with him over those three weeks. So it would be Will is interested in their body of work and, you know, what what they're doing and think that he could collaborate with them or or teach them. And, and I think it's also really nice. You guys have, have just wrapped up at SCAD, but that's one of what's so special during that time is that you do have these peer reviews and can walk through these galleries and see what other people are working on and be inspired by that. And so 
this is kind of in the same terms where you get to go and you're not thinking about rent and, oh, I've got to, what am I going to have for dinner? All of that is really taken care of. And then you're able to just focus on, on your work. Nice. And the collaborative nature of that to me sounds like it would be very enriching for any artist. Um, And that's one of the things that we worry about post, you know, graduation is not having daily access to that community for all of us in some way that's a big a big part of our practice you know being able to yeah if it's not bouncing ideas off of each other um it's you know collaborating in some some fashion well and i think that that's the nature of any creative whether you know i'm in marketing and do digital marketing, social media, and to sit alone in your office all day and feel like you're going to be creative um, day in and day out, you really do feed off of the energy of others and other people's point of view and, and thinking in different ways. And so I think it's so important to have that community around you. Can you talk a little bit about the marketing Um, your office that you're part of? Yeah, so um, for the last 14, 15 years, I've had my own business and um, provided digital marketing, social media, which originally started out with um, car dealerships. I I worked in the automotive industry and um, was helping dealers with their online business. That was back when it was really shifting online and the whole strategy of buying a car changed because there was a lot more transparency. Um, And then I expanded and started working in the beauty industry. And um, that was really fun and rewarding because obviously you had a lot more freedom. And that was at a time when Instagram was blowing up and the advent of, you know, Kylie Cosmetics and all of these other brands. So it was very exciting. Um, My husband is a is a car dealer he owns two infinity dealerships aston martin lotus jaguar land rover and moak and um and so i've gone back to work and and i'm working at the dealership helping with with marketing and it's been really exciting because over the last four years we started we actually brought in and it's it was originally called the mini moak and it started in the 50s in Britain, kind of during World War II. And they were really popular, and they've been in James Bond movies. They were very famous in St. Bart's. They're still synonymous with that, but there's a new manufacturer where they're actually produced in China and then assembled here. So think of like a very cool golf cart. It's a limited speed vehicle and all electric, they come in 12 different colors. They're so Hot pink cute and fun. With and balloons. It's just been, yeah, it's just <laughs> been amazing to work with. And I've been, um, I actually have a collaboration coming up with an artist, Stephen Wilson. He's out of Charlotte, North Carolina, and he does a lot of embroidery on luxury bags, you know, Louis Vuitton, Hermes. And so we're doing a collaboration where we're going to take photos of his images and then wrap the moke and then he's going to embroider on the top and the tire cover so it's been this great blend of 
my passion for automotive and art and bringing it together. And Kevin, we have a mutual friend and how we met Fiorella. Right. And I'm talking with her about doing a, a moke as well, where perhaps we can showcase it at the Orlando Museum of Art or Sweet. Flying Horse Editions, which we're both members of. So, so it's I been have, a lot of fun. I have two things. One is what's the name of your company? Yeah, it's the Orlando Premier Collection, but if you wanted to see Moke, you would go to MokeAmericaOrlando.com, or that's us on Instagram as well. The cars remind me of Swatch watches, and they're, in, like the, they're similar because, I guess in the 80s and 90s, they probably still do it today, but they have artists doing their own flair or their own thing on it. Yeah, and and do you remember the um, absolute vodka campaign? One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So so that's kind of my vision for it because you can have so much fun with it. You know, the moke is a want and not a need. So mm. it's a different type of of buyer. And you know, I always say you you can't be mad when you're driving a moke. So mm. it's so visual and it just lends itself to to art. I can imagine yeah. Brito being on one of the... Do you know Brito? You're the second person yeah. who said that in two days. Oh, really? Yes. Just because he's... Be, especially Miami yeah. and, and colorful. But yeah. we need you to do a projection on Let's it. Let's do it. It would be fabulous. Yep. Yeah. So he also, to tie it back into what you were saying, Absolute um, had Keith Haring, I think, back in the day. He definitely did a Swatch watch. But Brito also yeah. did an Absolute bottle. But he's everywhere in Miami, all over the place, in the world. All but, over. Yeah. I on, see, on buildings, yeah. yeah. I could see Uki doing yeah. one, too. Do you know Uki Duff from no, Savannah? I so. I'll send you him on Instagram. He's got an exhibit at Telfair at the Jepson Center in Savannah. And he does... Fantastic. Yeah, he does, it's black and white, primarily. Um, super humble, creative... Um, energetic person, but I'll send you a link to his work. Well, it feels like we really need to do a SCAD collaboration yes. where we have like multiple artists who are doing them um, and then we can show them in that way. And, I can see that as and an so event. My idea too with, um, with Steven is we'll create the one and, and then um, have him sign it and do almost like with a print where you would do one of three and then two of three. Yeah, so it'll be do a very limited, limited edition. And so there can be one in Palm Beach, one in the Hamptons, one in, in Central Florida. And we could do something similar with with you as, as well, Kevin and Fiorella. So right it, it's really about doing the one and having um, the orders come in off of that. but. There, there's such a fun way to express yourself and everybody wants to take a photo with them and everybody oozes and awes over them still. So yeah, we, were, we were the first car dealership to actually take the brand on um, and now that seems to be what they're doing, but, but we're the largest um, Moke dealership in the country. So, uh, and they're electric now? They're all electric, is that correct? Yeah, they're all electric. Yeah, so I've I've been advertising them as bespoke your moke. So really the <laughs> customization, making them different. Yeah. I think that's a great selling point for, for those, especially because if you do limited editions with 
artists, yeah. even if they're local, you know, that's, that's good for local community. And then, you know, if you have yes. the bigger name, they could be, you know, could ship them anywhere. Yeah, I followed this artist on Instagram, um, or I still do, uh, Donald Robertson, and he uh, does these these great pieces with with kind of different tape, and I think he did some collaborations with Mac Cosmetics, and and I saw that he was down at Art Basel and at the Faena and was drawing all over this moke. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is incredible. And then we started talking to Moke about taking the brand on. And they were like, oh, well, we actually have that Moke if you're interested in it. And so I don't think they knew what they had. <laughs> you know, I was delighted. It was so, so I think all along that's been in my head is this, you know, artists making their own vehicles and and displaying their art in a whole new way so you're absolutely right kevin it's it's swatch it's absolute it's this great collaboration can you talk a little bit about maybe the work that you enjoy in terms of paintings or sculptures or type yeah, absolutely um so i i think that you know, there's been so much talk lately in the last few years about self-care and wellness, and that's usually, you know, getting a massage or um, a facial. But I really think that self-care is being surrounded by beautiful things and things that, that inspire you. And so even at the dealerships, rather than having pictures of, you know, cars around, we have all original art. Um, it's it's something that we have in our home. We continue to buy art, even though we've run out of wall space. And, and I think what happens when you run out of wall space is you move on to sculptures. So we have a lot of sculpture as well. Um, but uh, in the last few years, I've I started my collection with a beautiful Alex Katz print. And I I we've we just bought another one when we were at our Basel. And what I love about Alex's work is I can appreciate so much. I, I, I can appreciate all art. Do I want to live with all art? No, but Alex is really easy to live with. I think it's happy, it's clean. It's very much it's fun. my aesthetic. They're like bold prints, beautiful colors. I also, purchased, and, and this was through an Atlantic Center for the Arts connection, um, Donald Sultan, if you're familiar with his work, he was an artist at ACA, and so he was generous enough to open up his collection, and I bought two of his beautiful poppy prints, one in yellow and one in red, and and those hang in my bedroom, and, and again, I think it's kind of an Alex vibe where clean and happy. So, you know, those are those are some of the the more notable pieces, but I'm always buying art from my my husband's birthday was yesterday and I worked with a local artist who did this fun interpretation of us, you know, it's it's me, I'm holding a Chanel purse, it's my husband, he's holding a racing helmet. He's got his car in the back. Our dog is there wearing a a crown and um, and 
And so I really just want to be around some art that that speaks to me at whatever level. And and I say that to a lot of friends too. You have to you have to love it, number one. And then, you know, if you want to make money off of it or have it be something of value, then then you can talk to an art collector or an advisor a, a bit more on that. But the first thing you want to do is is love it. I my my ex-husband and I, we owned a Nan Golden and it was a a self-portrait of her. And people would always say, is it Stefan? Or like, is it your mom? People didn't really know who it was. And and I always enjoyed it, but it was really interesting that when we we eventually sold it and put another piece, and I realized that the space became so much lighter without it. And and I think that's true of some art. Like it can have a heaviness or it could have a lightness, but it's interesting what it can do to a space and, it has and an aura. how you enjoy the space. Yeah. yeah. It has an aura, like it brings its own spirit yeah. or soul to the space. And when You're you remove absolutely, it. Yeah. And so that's something else that we've been doing is is moving some of the art around in our home, just as you would, you know, a museum, I guess, is, is changing it. And, and I think it's so nice to have, to have things lightened up. We just bought this piece uh, in Arizona. And even though it's, it's not Who is it? art per se, it's the Campbell's soup dress. They have it actually at the Met in the Costume Institute. Oh, wow. And so this is a dress that would come in a box. It's paper. And then you would cut it off based on the, the length that you wanted it for your go-go boots. And um, so it's very Warhol-esque, but... Um, That's amazing. You know. You mentioned the Florida Prize, and tomorrow we're going to interview Denise. And uh-huh. um, I'm trying to connect with Amy Shizzle. She's been a pretty inspiring person to me. I went yeah. to university in Miami and she's teaching there. Um, Very cool. Are you familiar with Amy's work? She does a large scale black and white. She calls them maps, yeah. but when you get really close, they're extremely intricate. Um, and then it was, Denise. It was unbelievable. I saw her work and I mean, the scale of it is just incredible. It's immense. And it, then you mentioned then to get up close and see how intricate and fine it is it just like blows your mind a second time yeah there's i've seen images of it was probably on her website but she just has rolls large scale rolls of paper that she'll be sitting at a desk I, i think the 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 image is her sitting at a desk but the roll like extends into the room and beyond you know like a large volume a large room um but she started doing, maybe not recently, but I kind of fell into, it fell into my radar um, with color. She transitioned yeah. over to color work, but it's still just as vibrant. and. Yeah, that was work that looks so incredible in a museum because it has that space to breathe. Yeah, speaking um, of aura or the soul taking over a space, <laughs> that speaks right to yes. it. It, it was like, wow. I mean, it just changes the whole energy mm-hmm. around. And 
yeah, it was her work is incredible. And, and it really felt like like a woman's work in that it is so detailed and to have the patience feels like only a woman could be doing that. Yeah, some of her Instagram posts, she's got like her son running around and she makes kind of f- funny comments like, you know, being a mom and or her work yeah. studio mate or something like that. And he's like kicking a ball yeah. on her painting or something like, ah, yeah. what are you doing? I think it's really incredible when you see some of these people's collections or, you know, the Rubels to know that what does that do to a child who's living in that environment and doesn't know that this is like very special or, you know, they're just living with it and kicking it and doing all of that. I think it's it's pretty incredible. It's radically different from my childhood. (laughs) Radically. Like like I... (laughs) My parents were yes. not in tune with art at all, so it was like... No. Yeah, I think it, no, it definitely it, helps. My kids grew up around it. Um, I and my ex-wife met in design school, and um, huh? my kids have always been around something art-related, and that was, yes. you know, one of the best ways to, to have a kid who is... is um, has most kids have a lot of energy is to sit them down with some art supplies and you know just have them go and you know explore whatever comes to mind and and uh it opens them up to possibilities in other areas of their life too because you feel like that they're kind of you're not boxed in you have you know you can explore valuable yeah yeah i i think i think to be creative in any capacity will serve you well in life, you know, creative thinking, um, just the enjoyment of it. I, I think I was raised in a home where, you know, my, my father was, uh, was always drawing and was a good artist and we were encouraged to, to draw and it stuck with me. My sister is a, um, is a curator of the new stat museum, which specializes in all Tiffany glass out of the Queen's Museum and and so obviously she has that that love of of art and appreciation. Um, that's also something interesting in Winter Park. We have the Morse Museum. I was gonna bring that up. Yeah. yeah, the largest collection of Tiffany glass in the world. Yeah. And so Lindsay um, worked there right after she got her uh, degree or her undergrad degree and then fell in love with with Tiffany and um, and went on to, to Parsons to get her master's and, and she's worked in that field. I mean, she's been there for over 20 years. Um, so, so really incredible. I've been lucky enough to be surrounded by art and maybe more on the art administrative side, but, but nonetheless, just surrounded by, by beauty and to have that appreciation. And I would always say that the Morse Museum, for anybody who, who wants to go, it's great because it's dark and it's cold. And that's what you really want on a, a summer day in, in central Florida. It's and, very moody. And I always, yeah, I always enjoy taking people through it because I'm sure as, as maybe you've had the experience sometimes when looking at contemporary art, people will say like, oh, I could do that, you know, and they 
make those types of comments, but I've yet to have somebody go through the Morse Museum and say, I could do that. Right. Nobody's doing Nobody's making glass, doing stained glass windows. Not at all. So, yeah. I know there are, there are a couple of other museums in Central Florida where you are too, aren't? Isn't that correct? The um, it's isn't there the Rollins College has a has a pretty nice museum as well, don't they? It's a fantastic, yeah, has a fantastic collection, and um, they have uh, part of Rollins College. They have the Alfond. Um, in which is their hotel and they do a fantastic job of changing out that art and it's mainly contemporary art and so there's you know been a beautiful alex katz that's hung there is it tracy emmon who does the neon there's a, a beautiful piece of hers so some some really nice things and not in a museum but nothing better than having a cocktail and looking at some great art yeah it's, it's very accessible Yes. So, Kate, exactly. I know your time is valuable and, and we're sensitive to that. So I just can. You, do you want to tell people where they could find you on Instagram? Or? So you can, yeah, you can follow me on Instagram at Kate Frost Wilson or you can check out the Mokes at Moke America Orlando. All right. I think um, I would like to thank you very much for your time. Um, it's been great talking with you. Yes. Bye. Thank you. All right. Bye, Kate. Bye. Thank you for tuning into today's episode. We now have a Patreon page that allows you to financially support the show. To make a donation, please visit theTenFrame.podbean.com. If you would like to learn more about a particular person in the art world, reach out to us on Instagram at the10frame. <laughs>